Welcome to the Paleo View. I'm best-selling author and co-creator of realeverything.com, Stacy Toth. I focus on being healthy inside and out through real life, food, and talk. I'm Dr. Sarah Ballantyne, New York Times best-selling author and creator of the paleomom.com. I'm passionate about improving scientific literacy around public health topics. I like hashtags and bone broth. And I'm just a super nerd. Welcome back, listeners, and happy New Year's, because while Sarah and I recorded in December, we're coming at you live in January, (laughs) and we have a whole month's worth of New Year's themes for you. I'm super excited. (laughs) We've actually planned out our topics for the month, and I think they're going to be super helpful, at least for me, because... Sarah, I love it when I propose topic ideas and you say yes. So here we are. Hang on. (laughs) I can only think of one topic right now that's on my pending list that we haven't gotten to because it will take me so long to research. And I'm I'm juggling a few too many projects (laughs) at the moment. (laughs) So I'm thinking I'm thinking my my normal Stacy request to do list is relatively low at the moment. It's oh it's been like a hundred percent lately for sure. It's just yeah. Stacy needing to step up putting in more topic requests. That's it. That's <laughs> it. So actually I think I think we've got plenty of topics and I'm I, I'm just gonna say like I think we're good. You always ask your great questions actually. So um and I think that uh, I mean, today's topic, I think, is is just a fun one for us to discuss because it, it, I think it falls under the banner of let us share what we have learned with all of our experience, you know, eating a healthy diet for as long as our families have done. But I think that a lot of our topics that we're going to discuss over the next few weeks fall more under the banner of, um, hey, like this is a really cool update to a really relevant topic that we wouldn't have revisited without like some kind of nudge. And, uh, I like, I like, I'm saying thank you. Thank you for all those nudges. You're welcome for doing what I'm supposed to be doing. (laughs) (laughs) No. Okay. So without further ado, I have been sharing my meal plan board on social media and it's one of the, it has become one of the most frequently asked questions that I get. Um, and so I thought it would be a good idea to talk about meal planning in general. I think there are so many different ways to do meal planning and I think it would be great to explore some of them because some might work better for you than others. You know, some people like a really formal meal plan, like Sarah, you and I have put in our cookbooks, right? Mm -hmm. Where we plan it right down to every single thing you're going to make and there's a balance of, micronutrients and um, healthy fats and all that kind of stuff. And then I build in leftovers. Like if that's what you're looking for, that certainly exists. And we're going to talk about some of that. Um, But then there's also the more informal way of meal planning, which is how my family has come to work. And um, we've done it a variety of ways and we finally found something that we're sticking to. So I'm looking forward to diving in and and hearing how you got, I know, Sarah, you do a lot of batch cooking. Um, Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of different ways to approach. And I think 
what makes this super timely is so many people are trying to get back into the groove, whether that's a New Year's resolution or simply you've been on holiday break for two weeks and you know, you're back to having to pack lunches and whether you're in the office or not and you know, all these different things that you've, you know, kind of start doing again in New Year's, um, it might be helpful to have a meal plan and yeah. a schedule and that kind of stuff. So yeah, that's I, why I came up with the idea. And I think it's fantastic because for me, I think that the, the number one key to navigating like all of the common challenges of following a healthy diet that is more restrictive than the standard American diet. I mean, any healthy diet is going to be more restrictive than the standard American diet. The The key to, to all of those challenges really falls under the banner of like planning ahead, right? Planning a solution. So whether you, um, you know, need to have something that you can eat really quickly for breakfast for those mornings you accidentally sleep in, if you know that that happens you know, on a semi-regular basis. If you have evenings of the week where you know you, you get home late and you get home, you're starving, so you're just going to need something that you can reheat or prepare really quickly. Uh, if you're a person who travels a lot or eats on the go a lot or there's always um, some kind of tempting food in the break room at work or you've got kids' lunches to pack or you um, know that you're a person who achieves balance better with some kind of occasional treat or indulgence, uh, if you're a person who likes to um, have company and, and feed, you know, meals to company, like uh, if you're a person who just needs to, to snack or nibble, um, or if you have like a specific, you know, nutrient uh, deficiency that you're trying to address, right? Like all of those things, right? There's solutions to all of them. And, you know, the solutions are somewhat individualized. So what one person might find as the perfect breakfast to consume in the car on the drive to work after they slept in might be a different breakfast than what the next person has decided works perfectly for them. And part of that is, um, you know, well, can you plan ahead on the weekend? Uh, you know, how, uh, how like harrowing is your drive? Do you need to have both hands on the wheel because you're driving down the freeway on your way to work, right? There's a lot of different things that go into that solution. But all of those challenges are really Wait, solved what's, by what's planning. the alternative that you would be doing while you're driving no i mean so like if you were driving on a really slow street that's pretty straight and you could drive with one hand and you could eat with the other hand right oh eating i thought you were talking about meal planning and i was like that's no, not a good that's you, not a good I life choice do don't meal plan and drive <laughs> meal planning and driving that is not uh yeah, I live in Georgia, and Georgia now has like a no handheld device law, and I think that's a very good thing. Um, and so, and I would never recommend even eating and driving if that was going to make driving unsafe. And I think there's a lot of situations where that leads to distracted driving, or you have less, you know, quick control over a car when you're going at high speed. Um, but if you're going to be able to throw a few bites in your mouth whenever you hit a red light, that's kind of a different situation. So. Um, you know, my, my overarching point is that we all have challenges that kind of fit in this theme that we have to find solutions to in order to make following a healthy diet like paleo or autoimmune protocol or somewhere in between, um, in order to make that sustainable and like doable. Like it, when you have solutions to all of those issues, 
you're avoiding things like temptation to, uh, if, if I've got something to, to just reheat when I get home, when I'm really tired and I'm like hangry, I'm less tempted than to like order pizza or go to the drive-thru on my way home. Like that, those are things that just don't have as much hold because I have my plan. I have my thing that I'm going to eat. If I'm going to be able to have a cookie once in a while, then I'm less tempted to sort of like fall off the, you know, wagon and, and completely go off the rails. And I'm just seeing how many idioms I can fit into one sentence here. But, <laughs> you know, I think that, that planning ahead and finding solutions to those kinds of questions really is what makes the difference between um, going not between being successful and not being successful, but between like between it feeling doable, maybe even easy versus like, it's just, it feels really hard and it feels like effort. And I, and I have to have this dedication in order to maintain what I'm doing. And so really also all of those challenges can be solved with meal planning. And I think that meal planning is like the height of, planning ahead because when you meal plan for the week or even if it's just for the next few days, what you're doing is you are thinking ahead. What are going to be my challenges over the next few days? Am I going to have an evening where I really want to be able to eat leftovers because I'm going to get home late? Do I have a morning where I'm going to want to have leftovers for breakfast? Am I going to want to cook something Sunday that will feed me breakfasts for the whole week? So when you're meal planning, one of the things that you're doing is part of meal planning. It's not just what do I want to eat and what do I have to buy at the grocery store in order to cook those things? But it's, it's wrapping up some consideration uh, of all of the other challenges to schedule uh, and, and meal prep time and shopping time that will occur during the week. And so I, I mean, I also meal plan. I have fallen into the habit of doing a much more informal meal plan in the sense of um, – I have certain meals that are in my fridge <laughs> and or freezer that I can pull together any night when I when I go, oh no, I'm I don't have this and I always have, you know, frozen vegetables, I always have frozen fish. They're really fast to prepare. The family my family really likes it. Um I always have things like sweet potato and plantains in the house. I always have right root vegetables. I always actually have vegetables in my fridge, so I can always go, ha, we need something green. And I always have at least a few options. So I'm, I'm that kind of person who we have staples that we go to every single week and we buy those staples every week. But I also think ahead. So I think about what, what do we want to eat this week? My schedule is very challenging this year because of my kids' after-school activity schedule. So I actually need leftovers three nights uh, out of the five, Monday through Friday. And so I think about what meals can I make that'll give me leftovers? What night am I going to... like? Even though I have leftovers in my fridge, I'm not going to eat them that night because I'm going to need them for the next night. So I'll cook that night. And then I you know, put together a grocery list and, and send my husband to the store. But I, I definitely do a more informal version. But part of that is I can get away with that because I have so much experience cooking. I mean, I, I was cooking family dinners as a 15, 14-year-old. So I've, I've been cooking for a you know, just a few years. Um, but I, I have so much, I'm very, very comfortable in the kitchen and I have so much experience cooking paleo and AIP that I can kind of get away with this informal strategy for meal planning because, um, because I've been doing it for so long. But certainly when I started, it was much more figure out the recipes, 
write down the ingredients, what's in my pantry versus what do I need to buy, and kind of go by that plan in a much more structured way. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think that we we really do leftover, like we have a leftover day, but our family dynamic in terms of how many there are of us and the quantity of food consumed is different than your family. And so it's harder for us to do like whole meals of leftovers. Usually what we have is like two servings of whatever we made that's leftover. And so it becomes my lunch. And then there's usually one more meal leftover and someone can either have it for breakfast, lunch, or usually it gets consumed in what we plan as like a leftover day um, where everybody gets to just kind of read raid the fridge and clean Choose your own adventure. Yeah. And we usually schedule that on Fridays because it's the end of the week and Matt and I don't want to deal with cooking and it saves us from ordering out. Um, and then we also are kind of clearing out the fridge because on Saturdays we get our produce delivered. So one of the ways that um, we've started to incorporate meal planning more successfully is having food show up at our house. Because then you have to come up with a plan. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. And um, I was kind of nervous about using a service like that. Um, our family uses Hungry Harvest. This is not in any way, um, in, in, I don't want to say endorsed, but... Um, it, it's not an officially sponsored podcast. There you but. go. Um, I am a huge fan of Hungry Harvest and I love what they're I was- doing really impressed with the box that you received while we were visiting over Thanksgiving. There was so much good stuff in there. Yeah. And um, so it is available in a lot of areas, but not everywhere. It's a Baltimore started company. Um, Test Maze was also started in Baltimore. So I feel like we've got some good stuff over here on the, <laughs> the East Coast. Right. But um, So what Hungry Harvest does is they work with other um, purveyors of groceries, uh, produce in particular, and they buy the waste. So um, if a grocery store is like, oh, I don't like the way this apple looks, um, or for example, in the summertime when there's so many tomatoes that they can't sell enough, the grocery store actually rejects the tomatoes from the farmer and they would go to waste. And so Hungry Harvest buys the waste and they sell it to subscribers at a discount. They put it on their doorstep and then um, they take proceeds and they use that to feed hungry, whether it's, um, you know, families or whoever, um, people who can't afford food and they take the surplus and they, they donate it. So everything about it, I feel so good about. I'm like, I, it's everything I stand for. And so I just love the company. I you know, I don't know anybody over there. I just love them. So, um, but I was nervous because we don't do so good with planning. (laughs) I've been trying to meal plan for years and, um, how I was doing it is um, I would come up with a list of what we were going to eat and then we would go shopping for it. And what would happen is when I go shopping, I'm like, oh, but then I want this thing and then I want this thing and this looks good this week. And suddenly I'm home and I've got like way too much food and food goes bad and um, we're spending, we're wasting, we're, you know, it's stupid. So um, with getting a produce box delivered. And if Hungry Harvest isn't in your area, there's tons of CSAs, local farms. Hopefully you so can find something. Pause, pause on a second for that because I, I went to the Hungry Harvest website while you were 
talking yammering about it. all about them. <laughs> well, because I was curious to find out if they were in my area yet, and they're not. But let me read the areas that they are for our listeners to make it easy for them. So they are throughout Maryland, Washington, D.C., Virginia, greater Philadelphia, southern New Jersey, northern Delaware, south Florida, the Triangle area in North Carolina, and the Detroit metro area. Fascinating. There's like, know, it's it seems like, kind of a random, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it felt solid there for a minute. And then you said South Florida. And I was like, wait, how did you get there? Um, right. You know me, you know me and geography, but I knew that that was not next to um, Philadelphia or Virginia. But right. Um, anyway, so if Hungry Harvest isn't in your area, there are a lot of produce service companies that you can, you know, research and, and look into. This has worked really well for us because after we clean out the fridge on Friday, our Hungry Harvest box is delivered on Saturday and we as a family open it and we say, okay, these are the things that we have to eat this week. What recipes do we like that have those ingredients in them that we want to make this week? And it has worked so well. Our food waste has gone down. Our grocery budget has gone down. And we've really stuck to the meal plan much more than we ever have before because it's already there. And so, um, and it's not like I make a meal plan and then someone has to go, you know, shopping for it. And it's like this yeah. whole big thing. So someone has to go find all the pears because the pears are in the middle of the giant, giant kitchen island counter. <laughs> giant. But um, I, I, wanted to sort of add that I, without having a CSA delivered, I actually meal plan during my farmer's market season in exactly the same way. I go to the farmer's market and I I pick up whatever is like fresh and local and in season and looks good. I always pick up the thing that I've never cooked before that's weird to me and or and just whatever like, wow, look at this broccoli. It looks so great. And I'll just grab all of the broccoli. And then I come home and I go, huh, this is a really random collection of stuff. And then I figure out what I'm going to make from it. So it's a little bit different than it arrives at my door and I had nothing to do with it, but it's, it has that same sense of, I just got what was good and in season. And then I came home and figured out what meals I was going to make with those ingredients. So it's actually a very similar way of meal planning, but I only get to do that from April through November. Seasonal, yeah. Well, and there are, like in my area, there is a year-round, there are two year-round farmer's markets that I can go to. So that's nice too. And I, I used to do that. But um, so the other thing that I was going to say um, helps me about this meal plan, and I, I'm talking about it for a long time, and I could have meal planned in less time because it literally takes my family <laughs> about five minutes to do this at this point. We unpack the box. And so, for example, this week we got beets, we got acorn squash, and we got carrots. And then we also got some greens and some other things. And when those three things came out of the box, I got super excited because I said, we can make tomato sauce. Like, we don't get those ingredients all the time for me to make a no-mato sauce. And so I was super jazzed. And I was like, I'm requesting um, the things that had fomato sauce in it. And it's nice to see that and be inspired and excited by it. And then there are other things like we got a lot of cauliflower over the past two weeks. There must be a cauliflower surplus it's somewhere. In season. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, we made collie rice, we made collie mash, but here's the thing is when it comes out of the box, the kids are each responsible for one meal. And mm. so 
if you have little kids, this might be harder, but if your kids are like four or above, they can absolutely do this. And it also will help associate like ingredients of food with the food that's on the table, which I think is really important for kids to see, you know, what the source of something looks like and and all that. So um, for me, we, there's five people in our family, there's one left overnight. And then we usually have like either a special night or we'll call it like a going out night, or we'll just, you know, plan on that seventh night being a TBD kind of thing. But we each have one meal that we pick. And so for me, the Fomato stuff comes out and I shout, those are mine. I choose Fomato sauce. (laughs) (laughs) And then it doesn't matter. Even if a kid says so yep. first, it doesn't yep. matter because you're yep. the grown up. Exactly. If Wesley you- was like, but I wanted those carrots, because Wesley loves carrots. Um, if he was like, I wanted roasted carrots, I'd be like, too bad, kid. Um, <laughs> no, but so then each of them gets excited to pick a meal and it makes them excited for that meal when it comes. And um, it also helps make sure that everybody's excited about the things that are on the table during the week. And um if you need if you need inspiration, like this week, my kids were kind of like meh about cauliflower because we got two heads last week. We got heads the week before and then we got two more heads this week. Um, I was like, you know what? Let's pull out some cookbooks and Pinterest and see what we can find that has cauliflower in it that we haven't tried yet. And we found um, like a cauliflower Alfredo sauce that one of them was really excited about. That And so you can certainly use inspiration as well. But I think one of the things is that you've got to figure out what works for you. And I never would have thought that the meal, uh, not the meal delivery service, but the um, Hungry Harvest produce delivery service was going to work well for us because I would have thought it would create more waste, but it's actually done the opposite, right? So if whatever you're doing isn't working for you right now, um, I kept trying to put that round peg in a square hole and just being like, well, this is what we do. This is how we meal plan. This is working. Um, And the other thing, the reason that it becomes a frequently asked question is because we have a board that I made um, at a crafting workshop. It's called AR Workshop. And Sarah, you can Google to figure out where that is. It's in a lot of different areas for people, but you can make one yourself for sure. Um, You can see it on my Instagram all the time because each week I I post our meal plan on the board. But it's, um, you know, you could do a chalkboard wall in your house. You could, you know, there are so many different ways to create a meal plan. But visually having it displayed in the kitchen has also made a bigger impact for us than just like having it at a binder somewhere that we lose or we forget about. And so visually displaying our meal plan and people being like, oh, Tuesday's my day. You know, like Cole usually chooses Taco Tuesday. Um and different kinds of things like that, I think, has made an impact as well. There are three AR workshops in the greater Atlanta area. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't get as far as, like, the whole country because it just showed me the ones that were close to me. But they look like they're they're in a lot of places. Yeah, they're in a lot of places. And, again, I'm not affiliated with them in any sort of way, although I would love to be. Um, but <laughs> we love, as a family, going and, and doing crafts there. It's fun. I like that I don't have to clean up the mess. They just arrive and everything's ready to go. Um, but that meal plan was something that the meal plan board was something that I did not invent or create. I made while I was there, and it has been amazing for our family as well. So. So one of the things that I, uh, again, this is not a sponsored show, but I, I do want to give a plug for a company that I have been working with for the last few years that specializes in meal planning and they're called Real Plans. 
And um, the reason why I have just been really enamored with what Real Plans is is doing is because they're not made for the person who's like me who can hold the entire meal plan for the week in my head and knows exactly what's in my fridge at any given time and kind of has like a like a crazy like photographic memory for food thing happening. I don't I assume it has something to do with my obsession with food that I can I can tell you exactly how much I can tell you exactly how many sweet potatoes I have in my in my pantry right now. Um, 13. I, it's just, it's, I don't, I don't understand why my brain works that way, but, uh, I do recognize that it is not normal <laughs> nor usual. And, um, and so with the, the resource that I always recommend for meal planning is real plans. The subscriptions start at like $6 a month and it comes with access to 1200, 1400, so like something like that recipes, um, there's a, a ton of them are paleo. A ton of them are actually AIP now. Um, and what's really cool about Real Plans is you can import your own recipes. You can um, add recipes from a blog that you love. You can type up a recipe from a cookbook that you love. And it basically will, It's there's a computer like login on a website, but there's also an app and you can say, make me, you know, make me my meal plan for the week. And I want an Instapot recipe on Tuesday. I want leftovers on Wednesday. I want a 20 minute meal on Thursday. And I want, um, I want, you know, my budget for the week is this. And it literally is so smart, the software that it can work in all of those things. And by the way, our family, you know, can't stand green beans and we want to eat more fish. Like it, it can take all of that information and it can find that is recipes. super cool. Yeah, it is really cool. And you can literally say like, I need, I need to eat this way for myself. And, but my family does this. So you can actually have multiple different diets in the household and it will even do that. It will take a recipe, um, you know, that was originally made for that serves eight and it will half it so that, cause if you say, no, I only want this for one night and we're a family of four. And it will automatically do all of the math for you for having that recipe. And then it creates a shopping list that is organized by section of the store that you can tell the app what you have in your pantry already, and it will automatically take it off the list. And then you go through the store with it, with the list on your app and you tap it, you tap everything on your list as you put it in your cart and it checks it off for you so that you can be like, oh, did I miss anything? And you'll be able to clearly see the thing that you missed and it's um, and you can if it makes auto generates your meal plan for you, you can make it completely from scratch yourself. If it auto generates for you for you, you can be like, oh, no, I don't want to eat, you know, that, uh, you know, pad thai on Thursday. You know, give me, you know, some zucchini noodle pasta instead. And it will you can drag and drop in different recipes. And uh, I am one of many bloggers who has an additional like recipe pack with them. So for an extra dollar a month, you can get all of my recipes. It's like 300 recipes uh, in your library of recipes. And you can say, give me a meal plan that's only the Paleo Mom recipes or only the Paleo Mom AIP recipes or a mix of the Paleo Mom recipes and like the real plan basic library recipes. Or you can also get, if you're AIP, you can also get autoimmune wellness recipes recipe pack for also a dollar a month. So, um, and I mean, the reason why I work with them is because it's so cool. And I actually, this is where I think this is probably my best selling thing. So I meal plan 
in this very informal way where I keep everything in my head. Whenever I've had to create meal plans for my cookbooks, I have literally gone insane because the minutia of creating it <laughs> for my cookbooks, it's so detailed. Like how many carrots do we need for these, right? 15 recipes that we're going to cook this week. And I, 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 I have nearly quit every book <laughs> at the point. And I always save the, the meal plans for last because I, I, I don't like that part. Like I really, I do it in my own home, but I keep it in my head. And that part of like putting it into a spreadsheet, I can't stand. So for paleo principles, I just created all of, I imported all of the recipes from paleo principles into my real plans account and I used real plans to make all of those meal plans. And I think I'm giving away a trade secret, <laughs> but it suddenly made me, it made me not quit writing paleo principles. And I will use this for every other book from now on because it is that amazing of software. And, uh, and again, so you can, you can sign up for a month. You can sign up. I think when you sign up for a year, that's the cheapest. Um, but it's, it's pretty affordable and it takes, I would say I'm, um, because I, I use it sporadically, I sometimes peruse recipes in it more than necessarily meal planning in it. And I certainly write it. I used it for paleo principles. But I would say tops, you're looking at about 10 minutes to meal plan for an entire week. And you have a grocery list. And it will also give you timing reminders. So if your ground beef is frozen, it will literally tell you when to take out your ground beef. So if you this is like, legit insane, like yeah, next no, level AI kind of stuff. It <laughs> is amazing, and I mean I've been watching them. Like I, um, I was introduced to um, the uh, couple that that created the app uh, a few years ago when they they launched their very first version of the app, and I've been able to watch them add functionality over the years. And it's, I mean, it now has like twenty four hour chat support. Like it, you can you be like, I can't find this recipe, but I know it's in here somewhere. I mean, that's probably the kind of question that the chat support people really can't stand to get because it's, they probably would far rather help you with more technical issues, but still like it's, it is really, really phenomenal. So it's called Real Plans. Um, and again, you can get all of the Paleo Mom recipes for an extra dollar a month. And um, there's, depending on what you get, there's, you know, like they have a, 30 day money back guarantee. So if you don't love it, you know, in the first couple of weeks you can cancel and you'll get your money back. Like they, they really do it right. And of course we have affiliate accounts for real plans. This is not a sponsored podcast. So we would greatly appreciate if you are thinking that this might be a great way for you to meal plan in your home. And I definitely recommend it if, um, you are not a person who, uh, can hold all of that information in your head, or if you're not crafty and going to go to AR workshop and create a meal planning board. Uh, and you'd rather make it, you'd rather make it digital and have the awesome features of a uh, grocery list that you can um, keep on your phone. Um, I, we would really appreciate it if you would go to our websites, uh, go to the show notes for this podcast and click on through, click through our links uh, so that we get credit for, for sending you to real plans. Um, and that's a great way for you to support the podcast. The other service that I would be remiss to mention that has helped us, and I know, Sarah, you use it as well, um, and this would be a similar thing, not sponsored, but we each have an affiliate code, so if you do want to check it out, use the link in the show notes, um, 
but we started getting butcher box. So yes. when we previously did our meat show, I talked about how, you know, I would intentionally go to local shops and do all that kind of stuff. Our life has been, I'll be clear. My cray life, cray. my life has been very, very cray cray and my work hours have increased and I do not want to spend half of my day Saturday and Sunday going to the shop. Like I've just, I'm at that point in my life right now. And so we decided that we were going to subscribe ourselves to butcher box. Like this is, they didn't pay for it. I decided I will sign up and I will pay for it so I can give like an honest review. Um, and we did it, uh, like two months ago. And it also has been incredibly helpful. Now, we already have a freezer full of meat that we get from doing um, meat shares through our local meat up co-op group that I've talked about before. (laughs) (laughs) Meat up? Yep. (laughs) Is it really M-E-A-T up? Yep. That's the the name of our group. That's one of my, that's my favorite thing of the day. That just won, that one Tuesday. There you go. Well, so we have a a lovely woman who you know, Anne, who organizes it and and we all share animals is essentially what we do so that we can buy whole animals from the farmer. Um, But, you know, getting half a pig or a quarter of a cow isn't the variety of meat that we need. And so what I just did today, because we just picked up our beef share and we have essentially like a third of a cow in our house right now. We have a ton (laughs) of beef, um, but we don't have like any chicken or pork or fish, like unless I go buy it. And so I actually changed my ButcherBox subscription to the customized setting um, instead of getting like the variety box where they send Mm -hmm. you whatever. I actually chose what I was going to get so that I could eliminate beef. And, um, while I was in there, I saw that they're doing salmon now as well. So I added oh, salmon yes. to my box. Their salmon is so good. I will it's find out a Alaskan sockeye and it is so flavorful. So I just wanted to throw that out there because if you're looking to simplify and you're going to get a CSA box, um, you can also, for me, we've extremely streamlined because what we do is we get our, our butcher box once a month. We get our hungry harvest once a week. You can also do it every other week or however you want with your service, however works for you. And then when it arrives, we do our meal plan. It takes us five to 10 minutes. We each pick one meal. We put them on index cards on our board and we're done for the week. Now, sometimes we have to go to the store for like herbs or something like that, but Matt's able to do that during the day. Um, yeah. He's not like a a planner when it comes to meal plans, he's, he's, I don't want to say he's a typical male cause that's not fair. Um, and I wouldn't say and something sexist like not. that. He's not, he's, but his creativity in the kitchen is probably worn down from how many like recipes we've created over the years. <laughs> and so if left in charge, I either only get like meatloaf or chicken thighs, like roasted chicken. Th- like that's, those are the two are meals. Those- his favorite meals he does like them but they're not like his favorite he likes how easy they are and so if i don't meal plan i know i'm gonna get meatloaf and bunless burgers and chicken thighs at least one point during the week every single week like no it's gonna be in rotation over and over again three meals yes Uh, yeah yeah. and it's painful and it's like okay there's a different spice rub on the chicken thigh (laughs) 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 so 
I it's motivation for me <laughs> to meal plan because I don't want to get stuck with those foods. So I do I do have favorite meals that I incorporate like almost every week or every other week. So there I do have meals that I'm like I enjoy eating this so much, and like I don't care if my family. I mean, my family. I don't make anything my family dislikes. But I don't care because this is my favorite. Uh, and I'm the one cooking and shopping. So there you go. Um, so I have certain meals that we like we come back to relatively re- like frequently, but then the ones in between, like if I was eating the same three meals all the time, I um I'd probably be a lot thinner actually. <laughs> <laughs> that maybe, so maybe, maybe that's no, no, that's not what we need. I'm just like rubbing no, my face thinking not. about it. It's um because I'm a, I, I'm a very healthy weight and I'm very happy with where I am at. What I can say that we have all the time or that I'm willing to have all the time is soup. And so the only thing we batch cook is broth and or soup. There's always like broth um, and usually a batch of soup in the house. So like right now for the last two weeks, we've made a batch of the broccoli um, quote unquote cheddar soup that's on the blog because we've gotten broccoli and either acorn squash or butternut squash in our hungry harvest box. Um, and I love being able to ha- just like grab a container of soup for breakfast or lunch and um, have, a, have a mug of broth in the evenings or, you know, however I want to do that. So I will say that it is worth it for us to do. We usually set that up on the weekends in the Instapot and mm-hmm. we're good to go. Right. Like that's that's something that I think. The other tool that I would say is super great for meal planning if you don't have an Instapot yet. First of all, what rock are you living under? (laughs) Second of all, in this completely (laughs) non-sponsored sort of way, I would also love to uh, endorse Instapot. If you're listening, feel free to reach out. I I gave my mother an Instapot for Christmas this year. Oh, totally. I've given everybody an Instapot for every uh, holiday. And she didn't know what it was. And I was like, how can you not? Like, it's one thing to not have one. I get not having one. But how can you not have heard what it is? And I was like, you'll love it. And she's like, yeah, I used to love my pressure cooker, but it broke. And I was like, that was a manual, like, you know, the kind of pressure cooker yeah. that potentially explodes at this some is, point. This is a push button pressure cooker. You're going to love it. And with all the safety features and it's a slow cooker and it'll sear and the insert just comes out and you can put it in the dishwasher to clean. Yes. And you can make rice if you eat rice. You can make yogurt uh, if, you know, like even coconut milk yogurt in it. You can make... I mean, I think I've got one of the new ones that has like a porridge setting and an egg setting and like... I got my mom one of the new ones for Christmas and it's like Bluetooth enabled and she was asking me questions. I'm like, I should have just given you mine and taken the new one for myself. um, So funny story because I bought the one for my mom when they went on sale on Black Friday and I was like, oh, it's going to be cheaper for me to buy it on sale on Black Friday and ship it to my mother in Canada than to have, you know, send her one directly from like amazon.ca. So this is the way I'll do it. And then an hour later, I went to cook dinner with my instant pot and it was broken. I was like, hey, Black Friday, this is a good timing. So I didn't order a second, but I, I did order myself the, the fan. I don't think it does Bluetooth. Maybe it does. And I, I don't know. That's what my mom was telling me. And I was like, I don't know. I don't have that one. Just ignore it. <laughs> like, right. just, I, don't worry about that. Just get regular functionality down. Yeah. I just um, yeah. We have two instant pots because we'll often make, for example, a 
um, pot roast in one, and then we'll want to steam cauliflower for a collie mash in the other or something like that. So yeah, I, I think that that is another wonderful tool if you're hard up on time. And when you're looking at your meal plans, like you were saying, Sarah, if you know you have three busy days a week or, you know, whatever it is, if you're trying to batch cook in the weekends, having an Instapot will make a big difference. And there are some foods that are just better not in an Instapot, just my, my personal opinion. No, nope, Even when you sear and do the everything. unequivocal truth. And so for me, I put pot roast on the meal plan like a couple of weeks ago. And then I said to Matt, like, but can you please make it in the oven? <laughs> can, I, can I please request that it be an oven made pot roast? Um, so I, but when you figure out the foods that do work really well and that you like, like for, soups are fantastic, broths, everything, right? It's just or like, like any kind of shredded, shredded pork, shredded mm-hmm. chicken, um, I have a recipe, it's in Paleo Principles and on my website for a, it's called like a pressure cooker roast beef and it's a balsamic roast beef. But you, what you do is you use a really tough, like a chuck roast and you, um, you add a lot of flavor with balsamic vinegar and um, like garlic and rosemary. And then you actually, you kind of under, like you, you put it in the Instapot for like 45 minutes, which is a lot less than you would do if you're trying to get like a shredded roast beef for, for tacos or something. And it comes out the exact right texture of like a oven cooked, but like a higher quality roast. So that's my go-to now for any sort of cheap cut of, of beef typically is, is to make it that way. And it's one of the kids' favorites. Um, so there's, there's certain things that like the Instant Pot like magically transforms it into something amazing. And then there's other things that I would for sure prefer to cook it in the oven. Um, but it is a super valuable tool. I'm jealous you have two. <laughs> I have, well, oh I have my goodness! Inserts. I have the hiccups. Um, no, we have we have multiple. We have an extra insert, and we have a cover for the insert, which Matt got for Christmas. It's like a silicone cover. I saw one of those in the store, and I was doing the whole. I wonder if someone will buy me that for Christmas because you don't buy yourself stuff right before Christmas. And then I, so I didn't buy it, and then no one did. Did you, did. So did I you tell back. anyone about it? Yeah, no, I just got mine on Amazon. Oh, is that is that what I'm supposed to do? Yeah, that's that's how people <laughs> know to buy you things, Sarah. Right. Um, and anyway, so we thought one was broken. It it got dropped and it's got a huge like bash on the side. And so we bought another one. And then in the meantime, we tried to use the first one again because we were desperate. We couldn't wait the three days for delivery and it worked. And so now we have two and I don't know how we would live without two because we use both of them all the time. So, all right. I think we've covered, we're like getting off topic now, right. but. Well, there, there is one more sort of uh tip that I wanted to share that I do in my life, I think that does sort of fall under this, this banner, which is in the realm of batch cooking. So I think I already mentioned that I, we do a lot of leftovers. So when I know I'm not going to have a lot of time to cook, my, my go-to strategy is to cook double the night before, and then we'll just reheat the leftovers. So I do a lot of doubling recipes, sometimes even tripling recipes to make sure that I have enough for two full meals, especially because my kids pretty much now are big enough to eat as much as, uh, you know, I do. So I'm, it feels very much like I'm feeding at least four adults now. And so, um, so sometimes it takes tripling a, a, me- a recipe in order to get enough for two meals. But the other thing that I do is on those nights that I do cook, I'll often throw in one extra thing. So I'll make a batch of my plantain waffles, uh, while I'm doing something else. And as long as I'm, 
careful of like, when are, when's the hands on time? Like, when am I, when do I need to be stirring that pot and stirring that pot and then taking the waffles out of the waffle iron? So I won't do if it's going to be too hectic of a meal, but if I'm just have vegetables roasting and I'm just keeping an eye on everything, that's a great time to also throw in this extra thing. And then those waffles can live in my freezer for breakfast during the week. So I'm the other um, trick that I use very often is maximizing my time in the kitchen when I am in the kitchen. So we do a lot of leftover meals, but then when I am cooking, I find ways to add something else that might be a lunch or might be a breakfast. That might be where I do a batch of soup, even though we're not going to eat soup for dinner that night. That soup will be great for my my lunches and my husband's lunches during the week. So there's this other sort of aspect of time management, which I think is trying to find the efficiency. And this is definitely an easier strategy for really experienced home cooks where you have a really good sense of how many different things you can handle going on in the kitchen at once. Um, but this is, I think, just another thing to sort of throw under the uh, banner of meal planning and batch cooking um, that is a strategy that I use every single week. And um, that way I don't have to have four hours on a Sunday to just batch cook that whole Sunday. I will do a little bit of something extra maybe on Sunday, but also on Wednesday when it's my, like my next big cook day and then again on Friday or whatever day it is. So uh, I just kind of wanted to share that tip too. I think it's so smart. And I think you made a mistake earlier. You, you mentioned that those waffles will live in your freezer, but you meant that you're going to send them to me, right? That's, uh, what, that's yes, what you meant. Clearly. They'll be fine in the mail. Freeze <laughs> <laughs> uh, well. Long, I'm not long sure time. Ship well. Long time recurring joke. You're welcome. Here You're welcome podcast. over anytime. Appreciate it. Sarah's waffles are my favorite. And I don't know what you do because, like, Matt makes great waffles, but I think it's your waffle iron. I don't know. It's magical. Whenever I'm there, I'm like, Sarah, can you make me waffles? So um, I use my, my plantain and egg waffle recipe. They're, um, I have like the thick sort of Belgian style waffle maker, which I think like my mom makes the same recipe on one of like the more standard ones that are sort of like a thinner waffle and they go much crispier on hers than they do on mine. Mine are kind of like crispy on the outside, but then that kind of elasticy cakey waffle texture, I don't know what to call it, on the inside. Perfection. Um, That's what you can call it. There. Thank you. Um, but they're definitely, the texture is is definitely better when they're like fresh off the waffle iron, once they've been like frozen and then reheated, they're a little bit softer. Hmm. They're still, they're not soggy, but they, they kind of lose the crisp outside or you can reheat them in the toaster, but then they're like a little bit too crisp. So I haven't figured out the, like how to make leftover waffles with the perfect texture, but my kids like them. Um, they like them better once they've lost the crisp outside. So it works for them. Well, let this be a lesson to you, our listeners master the art of Sarah's bonus batch cooking technique. And you too can have wonderful waffles in your freezer at any time. <laughs> That's it. That's it. And then I, there must be some kind of playing with magical reheating techniques to make them perfect. There must be. Someone can figure it out. I'm sure listeners, yeah. if you've mastered this art comment on the blog post or social media and let us know. 
But in the meantime, thank you for tuning in. We hope that this has been helpful as you all set about whatever goals you have for 2019. Um, or for us, we implemented this in 2018 without goals, and that was fine too. We're just trying to live our life efficiently and healthfully and all that kind of stuff. So I highly recommend figuring out a way that helps bring you more efficiency, save time, less stress, save money. All that good stuff comes with meal planning. Um, and bonus, I don't want to brag about this earlier because I don't want anybody to feel sad about it. But when you get to this level and your kids are old enough, you can choose to have them make these meals that you plan on days of the week. So like I said, Cole makes meals on Tuesday and Finn makes meals on Thursday. And it's magical. Not only are they picking the meals, but they're making the meals. And I promise you'll get there someday. So. <laughs> uh, don't feel bad because we're not there yet. But uh, Adele and I made a New Year's resolution pact that she will start helping me cook dinner every Friday. Nice. So I feel like maybe by the end of the year, she'll be ready to take over absolutely. and do it by herself. Yeah, absolutely. That's the way to start. And for sure, um, you know, Matt will come in and check on the boys or, or help them or whatever, but they are responsible for I the mean, meal that they the choose. Smoke detectors for. Exactly. Well, it's more <laughs> chopping of vegetables that gets mm. them than anything else. You know, like Cole's in home ec, he does a pretty good job, but Finn needs some help, especially like root vegetables. Um that's, can that's tough and when it goes wrong, it goes badly wrong. Exactly. It's worth it's <laughs> worth helping. So anyway, yeah. thank you for listening. And if you enjoyed the show, don't forget to share it in social media, leave reviews on however, whatever format you're listening to the show. And we appreciate you being here and we'll be back again next week. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Paleo View. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to rate us on iTunes. You can also support us by shopping for our favorite Paleo products on the sidebars of our individual websites or by donating through PayPal. I literally just walked in the drawer and I haven't had anything to eat and I should have probably peed. It's just FYI. Do you, do you want to go pee and like take off your bra? I took off my bra. Priorities. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I just, phew. Okay. Then we are set. I mean, as long as you're braless, we're good. You missed your opportunity to say, as always. As always. You're rusty. listening as always. Oh, that's good. See, so we'll really back good. again next week. You don't remember that this is a thing that you, you were like, oh, we got to make this regular thing. Because I was like, well, oh, we're, yeah. We're back again, was, as always. That's true. <laughs> oh, man. I missed it because it was, that happened like so long ago. I know. <laughs> There's been so much life since then. Oh, my gosh. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free to play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.